thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett And this week in wellness, new research published in the journal Physiological Science showed that people who feel enthusiastic and cheerful are less likely to experience memory decline as they age, adding to a growing body of research on the benefits of positivity in ageing. The team of researchers looked at almost a 1,000 Americans that were middle-aged or older and participated in three national studies between 1995 and 2014. The participants reported on a range of positive emotions they'd experienced over the preceding 30 days and then performed memory tests that included recalling words immediately after they were presented and then again 15 minutes later. Accounting for age, gender, education, depression, negative affect and extroversion, the result was still significant with Emily Hitner, a PhD graduate of Northwestern University and the paper's lead author stating that individuals with higher levels of positive affect had a less steep memory decline over the course of almost a decade. As always, the links are in the show notes. Now, my opinion on this is I think this is really important. You know, we seemingly are surrounded by an increasingly negative world, whether that's social media, whether that's the media, whether that's just people around us. We seemingly bombarded by negativity. And you know, with all this research coming out showing the amazing effects of positivity on the brain and on your body as you age, then this is really important to bear in mind and really important for you to consider. Looking at the research, it's not surprising given what we know about the interaction between positivity and stress and the physiological and biochemical changes that happen in our brain and as a result in our body when we tend towards one of those two opposites. You know, whether we're tending towards a stressed state in our body or whether we're tending towards positivity and potentially de-stressing our body as well. And the reality is that even if it's not true, what have you got to lose? You know, are you really going to, you know, I know some of the negative people will listen to this and say, well, yeah, but, but really, what have you got to lose? If you're creating more positivity in your life, that is most likely going to be a really good thing. And what we know is that there are lots of ways you can increase your positivity. You know, some people will listen to this and say, well, that's all right for you to say, but what can we actually do about that? You know, I can't change my nature, but we know that by practicing gratitude, by consciously practicing gratitude, by consciously introducing laughter into your lives, by consciously surrounding yourself with positive people, by consciously managing your expectations, by introducing more movement into your life, and as a result affecting your biochemistry, by giving, whether that be financially or of your time, effort, and energy, and by using affirmations. You know, these are ways we know you can increase your positivity. So this isn't something that happens to you. This is something you can have an impact on. And it is important to remember that you do still need to have a balance. You know, you can have what the psychologists refer to as toxic positivity, you know, and if all you are seeing is the positive side of the equation, then that can lead to avoiding and not dealing with problems and and that can ultimately lead to them blowing up in much bigger and better ways later on. You know, it can lead to unrealistic expectations if you do have this toxic positivity, which, which once again ultimately can lead to, lead to negative consequences because your life doesn't change in this unrealistic way that you expect. It can lead to risky behavior where if you're only willing to see the upside and not considering the downside, then that may lead you to make choices that you otherwise wouldn't make. And it can create problems in your relationships and create insensitivity where you're just brushing over the negative things that are going on in other people's lives and not really uh, being there with them and experiencing and understanding with them and, and conversing in a sensitive way. So, 
It's important that you find a healthy balance of positivity in your life. And for most people, I think that does mean improving and increasing the amount of positivity in your life. And if you do so, I think your current relationships and your future self will thank you for it. You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash This Week in Wellness. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This podcast is brought to you by Exercising Resilience. Would you like to be personally mentored by me to help you transform your feelings of fear, anxiousness and hopelessness into feelings of strength and resilience? Would you like to feel more resilient physically, mentally and financially? I've created a group mentoring program called Exercising Resilience. And right now, you can sign up for a free 30-day trial. That's 30 days of free daily access to me in a private group. Two free group mentoring calls, a 21-day resilience challenge, and access to a highly motivated tribe of people to support you along your way. Just head to exercisingresilience.com or click on the link in the show notes to get your free, no-obligation month of resilience mentoring. That's exercisingresilience.com. This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash TheWellnessCouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.